Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 769. This morning, I started my day, I got to work, and uh, I was lucky enough to drive from my house in North Portland to Wilsonville in a Ferrari FF, which is a pretty phenomenal place to spend some time. And I had been here for all of 20 minutes when I got a phone call that said, hey, listen, we need to take our F50 down to the uh, to the Ferrari concourse they're having in conjunction with the next Ferrari challenge round. Could you go pick up the car? This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Arun Sharma. Hey, Arun, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Do I have to buckle up? That's always the question I ask. You know what? The cars you drive, you (laughs) have to buckle up because you are in some monster machines. So, yes, please do buckle up, okay? Fair enough. All right. Arun Sharma is the general manager at Ron Tonkin Gran Turismo in Wilsonville, Oregon. He's been with the Tonkin family group of companies for over 15 years, and before taking over the Ferrari and Maserati business, he was the general manager for their Moto Corsa Ducati dealership. That franchise was the number one Ducati dealership in North America. His passion and charisma for the Italian brands of transportation is contagious, and he shares that passion with everyone he meets. Ron Tonkin opened his Ferrari business in 1966 and is the oldest Ferrari dealership in America. And his memory is celebrated through the dealership and people like Arun, who share their passion for Ron Tonkin that he had for the Ferrari mark. Arun and I met back at Forest Grove. Gosh, it's been almost two years ago, the last time we were able to be together around a bunch of cool cars. I'm so glad you're here today. And I've told our listeners just a little bit about you as you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your uh, passion for automobiles, and what it's like to spend your days around Ferraris. It's not too bad. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, there are worse ways to spend your day in the car business. And and I'll tell you that our timing today is interesting because this morning I started my day. I got to work and uh, I was lucky enough to drive from my house in North Portland to Wilsonville in a Ferrari FF, which is a pretty phenomenal place to spend some time. And I had been here for all of 20 minutes when I got a phone call that said, hey, listen, we need to take our F50 down to the uh, to the Ferrari concourse they're having in conjunction with the next Ferrari challenge round. Could you go pick up the car? <laughs> nah, busy. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. It's because what, what you and everyone else out there is going to do when they hear somebody say, I had to got to have a chance to drive a Ferrari F50. Mm-hmm. Everything comes to mind, right? Oh, you're so lucky. Oh, give me a break. It's my dream. Let me tell you, it's terrifying, <laughs> right? It is absolutely terrifying because at the end of the day, it's irreplaceable. Yes. It's not yours. Someone is entrusting you with this irreplaceable vehicle. Mm-hmm. There are looky-loos all over the place. Traffic is a nightmare in downtown Portland. Yep. And you've somehow got to get this car from A to B without losing your mind. It, you want to have a great time, yeah. but you are on pins and needles the entire time. And every second that you finally get to relax, you go, oh, this is pretty cool. Then you freak out because you realize that the person behind you 
isn't really paying attention to the traffic. They're trying to videotape you on their cell phone while yeah. they're driving right behind you, and bad things can happen. Last thing you want to be is a bad video on Facebook about the guy that wrecked the F-50. Or, or that got wrecked by the F-50. It's all yeah. you think about the entire time. The biggest relief is pulling into the dealership and turning off the keys and going, please take this away. <laughs> well, That being said, I'm not going to lie. It was really, really awesome. Of course, of course. Well, that's a very nice taste flavor of a, of a normal day there in the life of Arun. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to continue on your journey and learn a lot more about you and what you do. And, of course, the fabulous, uh, iconic Ron Tonkin dealership that you're a part of. Uh, absolutely fantastic. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of a, a mantra or saying that has some meaning to you. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking here on Cars. Yeah, so... Arun, take the wheel. Well, it's not really, I don't think I penned it at all, but I'll tell you, it resonates and it's really simple, which is good things happen to people who work hard to get them. Or something like that. I don't even think, I don't think that's even actually right. I think it's like good things happen to those who go out and make them happen or get them. And clearly, I'm not a quotable machine. <laughs> well, you know, the, the message is true, though, and it stands really true. And I'd love to hear a little bit of how that incorporates into what you do in your business, because I know you've worn a lot of hats and you spent all the years at Ducati and you moved over now to Ferrari Maserati. But I know you're a busy guy because it's been a long time to get you on this show. So tell us how you wrap that concept of hard work into what you do and how you've made that successful. I think the easiest answer is it's not hard work if it's something that you love, ah, right? If perfect. You, if you love what you do, I know it's I know it's almost cliched now because everyone's had to watch TED Talks and everyone's <laughs> yeah. heard about everyone's watched the Steve Jobs commencement speech and everything there in. And we're in this weird, this weird point in history where it's all about do for your passion for your work, do the things that you love that matter to you. And the reality is it's not always that easy. I've just been really very fortunate that the things that matter to me and the things that I love and the things that uh, our amazing experiences have been able to become springboards into a career, right? As a right. as a motor as a as a relatively novice motorcyclist who just love motorcycles and people who love motorcycles. Building a brand out of a dealership in Portland, Oregon wasn't. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of hard work, but it was also something that I loved and I was very passionate about. And I think you know that becomes transparent to people that you deal with. I think when you when you're talking to somebody who truly loves what it is that they do. I, I think you realize that it's really authentic. And so at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I, I haven't left Ducati. Oddly enough, I still I now run two dealerships. Oh, my gosh. And so 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 the workload is I thought, oh, no problem. I can handle this. I'm not going to lie. The last couple of years have been on the verge of breaking. But but they're both fantastic. And and um, and it just takes a lot of hard work and it yeah. takes a lot of time. Unfortunately, you do have to sacrifice other things in your life that uh, you may not want to sacrifice. But for a little while, you know, being a steward of these phenomenal, iconic brands like Ducati and Ferrari and Maserati, those are those are really big responsibilities. And I feel really honored to be able to say, here, you do this, make this happen. Yeah, well, you said the word luck earlier. And I always say that luck is when hard work and opportunity kind of collide. Definitely running two iconic dealerships, important dealerships uh, at the same time. Man, talk about a juggling act. No doubt you're the guy to do it. And I have uh, all the faith that uh, you won't break, but maybe you could uh, be throwing a little help there once in a while. But I know you have great people around you as well. So Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? 
You know, oddly enough, uh, so we're, we're both storytellers, so this could become a very long episode. <laughs> oddly enough, I was raised in a family that could care less about cars. You know, I have a lot of friends who are into cars because they and their their father, their grandfather, their cousin, whatever they did, X, Y, and Z. You know, my father came from India to the U.S., and I, I never saw him drive a car literally his entire life. He drove a moped in oh, Hawaii. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's, that's it. My father just rode his moped or his scooter from our house to the coffee shop to the University of Hawaii where he's a professor. And when I was a kid, we had a 1970 Toyota Corolla, and that was the car my mom swore that she would never sell. I think now she's upgraded to a Fit, a Honda <laughs> Fit, which she loves. Yeah. But, you know, like cars were never ever part of our equation or our DNA. Wow. Um, Hawaii has a pretty strong car culture, but the car culture in Hawaii, is when I was a kid, were either muscle cars like Camaros, which are something I still love, VW Bugs, which I can't stand just because I think I was, all I saw when I was growing up in Hawaii, yeah. and lifted trucks, which are just lifted trucks. Yeah. And that's cool if that's what you're into. But I didn't really get a lot of exposure. That I mean, it's going to be really, really cliche. I'm not going to lie. But you know, all of a sudden, you're a kid. And what happens in the 80s when you're a kid in Hawaii? Tom Selleck and Magnum P.I. Of course, right? yeah. And all of a sudden, there's this Ferrari running around town. And it's it's on the TV. And I remember buying – I remember I don't remember if my parents gave it to me or I went out and bought it with some money I'd save from my allowance. But you know, I remember like getting a black 308 model car mm-hmm. and building that model and just going, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And you know, in Hawaii, other than Magnum PI, you didn't really see a lot of cool cars when I was a kid. Sure. But, you know, like everybody else, I had that black Lamborghini Countach poster on my wall. I think we all had that. Um, yeah, I think we all had that. I had the Farrah Fawcett poster, which my mom hated. That was on the back of my door, so my parents never it was saw it. It was on the back of my door, too. It was on the back of my door, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that, yeah, well, that's very cool. You know, it's it, it's fun to learn a little bit about people and where these passions come from. And I find it hilarious that your dad rode a moped every day. Good for him. But maybe some of the motorcycle uh, fascination rubbed off there. But what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a, a huge career challenge or even a big career failure. But the actual situation isn't as important as what it taught you. So kind of take us down that experience road and tell us how that helped you gain even more momentum in your career. Well, the easiest thing, and I don't think anything will ever touch this, was being a... So so you go back when I first moved to Portland, I did a lot of odd jobs. Uh, and I worked for Manpower, which is a temporary agency. And I remember, oddly enough, one of the jobs that I had as a temp when I moved to Portland was they do the, the Portland Auto Show every year. Mm-hmm. And one of my jobs as a temp was to roll the carpet for the Portland Auto Show. It's actually really ironic to have years ago when I first moved to the city as a young man out of college and you know to pay my rent – uh, I had to roll carpet for the auto show, and now I get to go to that same auto show today <laughs> yeah. and represent Ferrari. Ferrari. Right? So that that isn't lost on me. Yeah. Um, in fact, in, well, to be fair, it never really occurred to me until the last auto show where a friend of mine was with me, and, and he pointed it out. And, and, and I really realized the impact of that going, wow, like how far you can come if you just focus and you work and you you know commit to something. But the reality is that I was self-employed. I was an independent art broker just trying to like – Make it as a kid, and I worked for two days a week at the at Moto Corsa, which was the Ducati dealership that, that the Tonkins owned. Brad Tonkin was a big motorcycle enthusiast, still is, and uh, they they opened this Ducati dealership, and I needed a part time job just because I needed a job, yeah. and so I started working there two days a week just for fun. I had never, you know, really done that before. I had a motorcycle, I had a Ducati, I'd never done motorcycle sales. 
And I figured I would just kind of figure it out. And I did. And a year and a half later, through some conversations, I was offered the position to go from being a part-time sales guy to becoming the general manager and kind of recreating and re-envisioning Moto Corsa, which Whoa. is there's a whole back there's a whole backstory. That's a leap. I'm leaving, <laughs> I'm leaving out. I'm leaving a lot. Of, a lot I'm leaving out a lot. But the bottom line is, I went in to have a conversation about how the store was really struggling, and it was a shame because with a brand like Ducati, it was it was something that was so iconic and mattered so much to people that I felt we had a bigger responsibility than we were doing, and it became, well, why don't you fix it? And so to be given the chance to go from no dealership experience at all, besides doing sales a couple of days a week, to having to turn around a dealership that was struggling, and then the following several years of having to learn how it worked and having to create a dealership and to learn a bit, to learn everything, absolutely everything from oh, the yeah. ground up. Wow. That was incredible. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Um, uh, Brad was amazingly supportive to give me that opportunity. I still don't understand what the heck he was thinking when he did it. <laughs> you know what? He, he had a wisdom in him because you built that thing up into the top one business, didn't you? You and a team, yeah, we've obviously. Been, uh, and, yeah. We've, yeah, that's an amazing group of people that I've gotten to work with. And yeah, now Moto Corsa has been the... The, the largest dealer for Ducati in North America wow. four times and the largest dealer in the United States five times. Kudos. And out of Portland, Oregon. So, But it was all about, you know, really caring about what you do and caring who you do it with and caring who you do it for. Well, awesome, awesome story. And, you know, you added a little comment at the end, out of Portland, Oregon. Stop and think about that. I mean, b- bikes in Portland, Oregon. I live in Gig Harbor, Washington. It rains all the time. It's beautiful today, which is awesome, but it rains a lot. So there's a lot of other places that should have been number one, but you guys did it. So congratulations to you and your team. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. Uh, it was a moment when you go, you know what? This is the way I need to go. So tell us what yours was. Oh, man. I don't know. I just always like dreaming big and go big or go home. I mean, like think, you know, it's really frustrating for most people who work with me because nothing's ever good enough. There's always a way to be better mm-hmm. and reinvent things and think farther down the line. And and I think it was simple it was just as simple as wanting to be the best at something. Mm. And that's it. That's it. I mean, and there there are examples. There's no shortage of examples of people that reinvented the way that they and now we see the world and hoping to find some way in this little Italian vehicle industry whether it's cars or motorcycles to do your version of that was exciting, mm-hmm. right? And and I don't know, I just kind of I don't really plan a lot. I just just do it. Do it. Just, <laughs> just, just do, do it. it, right? I just really do. Just do it. Well, Nike is headquartered down there in uh, Oregon. They are. So maybe you picked a little bit of that swoosh up in your life. How about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many. I mean, one had to be that opportunity to move up in the Ducati dealership. But is there one that you can choose that you'd share with us today that has a special meaning for you? I mean, in all honesty, I, I don't want to be casual about it but there's just been several right i mean i've been really fortunate to work with some amazing amazing people i i I mean i would say the stores have had phenomenal uh um, accolades and everything else but i think that every single time that i've gotten to work with a friend at the dealership at the employee level who's been able to go out and do more in their career beyond being at the dealership and go work for a manufacturer or be part of a race team or do something that they dreamed about that our experience working together at the dealership level gave them that opportunity. Mm. I would, at the end of the day, I think that's the coolest thing. I think when someone gets to be able to experience their dream 
through something that a dealership or, or I can provide through a connection or a contact that gives them that opportunity. I think at the end of the day, that's better than any award. That's better than any accolade. That's better than any bottom line. I think that's really special. It is. It really is. Absolutely. Well, again, let's go back in time a little bit here. I'd love for you to share your first really special car, that car that you finally got that you'd been lusting ever. Maybe it was a bike. I know you love bikes as well, but take us down that memory lane, if you would, and tell Uh, us a little bit about that car or that bike or that vehicle. Oh, there's so many. Well, that's why I say the first. I think the first, in all honesty, the first was my first car, Mm -hmm. right? Because I didn't have a car. I went to boarding school in India. I didn't have a car. I went to college. I had a motorcycle, which was great. I was really excited about it. But there was something about graduating from college, moving to a new city, becoming a man, being independent. And part of that was for the first time in my life to own a car. I'd never owned a car before. And I remember I found at a used car lot on McLaughlin, which should tell you a lot about the car. (laughs) um, I found a red 1985 Toyota 4Runner. And I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And it was my first car. And I was so ridiculously excited to get it. I found out years later that that it was a four-wheel drive Toyota 4Runner that apparently never worked. And it was just really a two-wheel drive car. And it was actually a piece of junk. But I was over the moon about that car yeah uh, i think this was my first car right yeah and, but but i'm not gonna lie i mean i can walk you through every car that i've ever bought and just the excitement about each one of those and i've been really fortunate mainly through the the jobs that i'm able to do i mean when i think back into the list of cars that i've been able to own let alone drive it's ridiculous like well. it's not even fair <laughs> right well yeah, a Ferrari FF and an F50, and I've, I know there are many others because I've seen, I follow you, we're Facebook friends, I see a lot of the events that you guys have there and the vehicles that you're in, so uh, that's cool. But yeah, it all started with the 4Runner, so, you know, that's cool too, you know, that first car that gives us that freedom. It wasn't really, really cool, it's just, but it worked, it, it's what yeah. started, and the, the freedom, it's exactly it, the beautiful thing about having your own car and just being able to go wherever the hell you wanted to go. Yeah, whenever you want. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you wish you could have back? You go, man, why did I sell that? No, not one. Well, you're a lucky guy. I well- <laughs> mean, there, there are definitely cars that are probably worth more now, but, but no, not one. I mean, yeah. the, I'll tell you, the one car that has and will always have a special place in my heart is the BMW M Coupe. Ooh, the shoe. The yeah. shoe, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the 99 through 2002 BMW, BMW M Coupe is still, I think, one of my all-time favorite cars. Wow. Uh, and there's a long list of amazing other cars, but just, I don't know, there's something about that little damn shoe. <laughs> I think it's the big butt. I think I like the big butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't go there. This is a family show, but uh, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot is smiling right now. So uh, He's from Seattle. Yeah, course. yeah. He's a future guest here on Cars. Yeah, I'm working on him. He said he's being on the show he's so busy that's funny well those cars are special and and they're so unique and they kind of have their own little cultish following if you will i'm a bmw guy too i love them yeah let's talk about today and tomorrow i would love for you to tell us a little bit more about ron talkin gran turismo the business that you're involved in this is an iconic company because the fact that ron back in the day was the first ferrari dealership and the fact that it's lasted this long and has this incredible history behind us so and of course the maserati brand that you guys carry and of course the ducati brand so tell us a little bit about the dealership and what has you really excited and fired up today maybe some of the events that you guys do you know ferrari is i mean I don't know of a brand more iconic, right? <laughs> there more is powerful, there more is romantic yeah. than Ferrari, right? There, I mean, there really isn't any. 
And so I think at the end of the day, to be able to be so intimately involved with it is pretty spectacular. You know, you, we get to go to these events. Like, for example, this upcoming weekend, we have a fantastic race team and uh, we have a, a, cha- a team in the Ferrari Challenge. And we'll be going down this weekend and running the new 488 Challenge car, which is a brand new car. Um, and it's, it's very fast. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's a phenomenal series. And it's very exciting. Uh, we have a phenomenal team that works really, really hard. We have incredible drivers, and they love it. And that engagement at the racing level is so raw and so authentic mm-hmm. and so real. That's great. The other part about it, which is great, especially when you go to an event like in California, is because of the proximity to so much population, that parking lot is filled <laughs> yeah. with so many cars. And there's everything from one-off cars that you'll never see anyplace else that you didn't even know they made to drivers that are just beat to crap because people drive them every day and every and everything in between at the end of the day it doesn't matter who they are or how old they are or what for work what i've always loved about a passion be it cars or wine or anything else is how that passion breaks down all the other barriers oh uh, yeah and and you can walk around and you don't know you're talking to i'm making this up obviously but you know you're what you're you're talking to the person who owns google about this really cool, dirty, muddy 308 that somebody drove with rally tires on it. And next thing you know, you find out, oh, it's the Google guy. Yeah. <laughs> and no one cares because you all are fascinated by Ferrari, right? right? And luckily, over the years, I've spent many, many trips in Italy. And the, the Italian culture and the approach to life, it really is infected and injected into those cars and to see the factory and how they're built. Look, if, you do, if you're a car enthusiast, if you do one thing in your life, and I know this is a weird thing to say, go have lunch at the Ferrari factory. Like <laughs> the museum's cool, yes. the foundry's cool, the production line's cool. But you know what? Go have lunch with a bunch of people that build Ferraris. Yes. It's the coolest experience in the world. Everyone's wearing red. They're very excited. It's awesome. It's, just, it's really, really cool. You know, I can say firsthand because I am fortunate enough to do that. I spent three days at the Ferrari factory back in uh, 2011 and – they were so nice to us, and one of the things they did was they took us across the street to the Cavallino for lunch. And then that night, they took us down the street to the Montana for dinner. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Montana's great. Yeah. And sitting with those guys, you know, who are professional, very professional, very serious about what they do. But the passion, yes, the Italian passion for life and wine and enjoyment and talking and just smiling and laughing. I was just sitting there pinching myself going, Oh my gosh, how did I get here? This is so cool. Yeah. And then going back and going through the archives, I spent today with Ferrari Cliente at the racetrack and the Classique division looking at the cars they were storing. I mean, just the passion there. So yeah. you're surrounded by uh, such a fantastic mark. And I know the BMW guys because I'm one of them, the Porsche guys, I'm one of those guys. We're all passionate, but you're right. The key thing you said was breaking down barriers. It, it, it breaks all socioeconomic barriers, this car hobby we're in. I agree. It's fantastic. You know, yeah. the other thing which is great is when you see kids, you know, you get to, I mean, again, through work, it's really fantastic. I get to drive the cars that most people dream of. And, you know, being able to have your car parked, you know, having an FF parked downtown and seeing a bunch of kids ooing and on and taking pictures. And you say, hey, you, you want to go in? You want to sit inside? And oh, yeah. You let, you, you, you let them sit in it. You let them take their pic. It makes their day like you wouldn't believe. And it's a great thing to be able to do. Yeah, you just put the needle in the arm is what you did. So it's absolutely fantastic. And I'll tell you, when I was at the factory that time, they had the first four Ferrari FFs sitting there. The first four they built. Oh, wow. The engineers were going over them. And the guy that gave us the private tour said, would you like to go look at the new Ferrari? And we walked over and the engineers were so happy to just 
look in our eyes and ask us, what do you think about it? Sit in it. What's your feeling? Uh, walk mm. around. And, and I mean, again, I was pinching myself thinking, how did I get here? This is so cool that they want to know my impression. They don't know who the heck I am. They're so passionate. So very, very nice. What a wonderful story. Well, Arun, here's an introspective question for you. If you were a car, what kind of car would Arun be and why? Man, I mean, you know, I want to say like, I want to say like I'd be a 288 GTO because that's probably really my favorite car of all time mm. because it's a combination of timeless classic lines and some muscularity <laughs> and all those of course. very, very macho things that you say. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I don't know, maybe that, but really, and I don't know, I keep coming back to it, but I got the FF, right? It's just, wow. it's this unexpected Ferrari. Yes. It, it does everything. You can have fun with it. You can drive the wheels off of it. it. And also, let's not forget, I mean, it's just a Ferrari M Coupe is what it really comes down to. You know, I, I wasn't going to go there. I'm so glad you did, because when I first saw it, I didn't say it because I didn't want to offend. And I, I don't know why that would offend, but, I, you know, it's Ferrari. It's not versus, offensive. They're both amazing design yeah, cars. Yeah, but it, that's the first thing I thought. And I was afraid yeah. that if I said that in front of the engineers, they might kind of scowl at me a little bit. You're right. And I'm so glad that you said that. It has a lot of the same feel. I think if you ask somebody what kind of car they would be, I think that's a little harder because then I imagine that, that, you know, like having to cast yourself for the next Pixar movie and be, be one character in cars. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, if you could rattle off some of like your, the cars, like, you know, your top five cars, right? So like, 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 come on, like a 67 Camaro SSRS. Now we're talking, right? Or even, even a split bumper 70. Like those are awesome, awesome cars. And then, you know, 288 GTO or FF in the Ferrari world. Nah, there's too <laughs> That's the problem is there's too damn many of these things that are amazing. Yeah, well, that just shows more of your passion is what that does. So I tell you the thing that surprised me over the years, I would have never thought I'd become a Porsche guy. Uh -huh. But Porsches, especially the old air-cooled Porsches, mm. are glorious. And I have a 2007 GT3 RS that I've had for several years now. Mm -hmm. And of every car that I've owned in my life, I have a very short attention span. So I get bored <laughs> very quickly. Of all the cars I've ever owned, that's the one car that has kept me the most engaged. Oh, well, welcome to the clan. I'm a big Porsche guy, so... Uh, yeah, I would say that now the FF would probably join it. I, th I think those two make a really great, great stablemates. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Nice-looking yeah. garage. Well, our rune up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them 
Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Arun, we are back, and we're entering the last lap. You know what that means? You've been on the track, the white flag's out, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick Ferrari blips of the throttle. Love the sound of that FF engine when you're blipping the throttle. So here we go. <laughs> What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? If you want it, you can find a way to afford it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Work hard. It goes back to that work hard. Every year for my birthday, my mom would say, what do you want? And I'd say a Porsche. And she'd say, better get a good job. <laughs> and she actually made me a Porsche cake one year. She actually made it in the shape of a Porsche 911. And she goes, now you can have your cake and eat it too. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty nice of her. Would you, I love my mom. She's great. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Obsession. Mm. For, for better or for worse. My ex-girlfriend might say it's not so good. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. And knowing you as I do, also passion, because you have such great passion and such a great attitude about life. That's what I love about you. Would you share one of your resources that you think our listeners would really enjoy? Oh, man. I'll tell you, in this game of life, my, my best resources have always been to find a mentor or two or three, whatever mm -hmm. the subject may be. Find someone who you love, respect, and trust who will always be there for you and yeah. reach out and don't afraid to lean on them. Oh, yeah. You know, I always say that uh, we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. So finding great mentors who are absolutely you. there again, I'll bring my mom up again. She used to say, you know what? Always go out with a woman who's smarter than you because she will always challenge you. And I married a woman who was way smarter than me. Rather play tennis with Agassi than somebody I know I could beat. So There you go. Now, if you could have a drink with someone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, Marchione. Oh. <laughs> he is, yeah. That guy is intense. Yeah. That guy is so intense. I knew very – because I was relatively new to the Ferrari side of things, I knew very little about – the whole thing. And I listened to him speak at a few meetings and I thought, that guy, he does not mess around. I would love to have a drink with that man. Oh, yeah, I think so. That would be, uh, be kind of cool, definitely. <laughs> and you're the first one to mention him. And I think that's pretty neat. Very unique answer to that one. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you maybe have read recently that you think our listeners should crack open and read? Oh, man, I've read so many. I, uh, I will tell you, I mean, I will say, cliche as it may be, I did read Steve Jobs' biography and thought it was phenomenal. Uh -huh. And then also I read a book called Disney Wars, which was all about the transformation of Disney as a failing company into what it is today. And they were both 
fascinating and yes. life-changing. Uh, great business books, for sure. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these awesome resources that Arun has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page at CarsYeah.com. Just type Arun, A-R-U-N, and his last name is Sharma, S-H-A-R-M-A, into that search bar. That page will pop up. And there's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where these two books and Books recommended by the past 768 guests here on Cars Yeah are listed. I've made it really easy. All you do is click. It takes you right to Amazon. You can buy the book. These are two great books also. I've got both of them on my shelf. So uh, get your hands on them if you haven't read these two books. All right, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy to feature another mark here today, aside from Ferrari and Porsche and BMW. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'm going to buy you anything. I want. I think I know how you might answer this. You might have given up the secret a little earlier, but we'll see. So what would that vehicle be and why? You know what it's going to be. 288 GTO. All day, every day. It's just perfect. Oh, yeah. Now, have you had the chance to drive one? I have not. I've been lucky. I've driven the F40, the F50, the Enzo. I've been in the LaFerrari, which is as close as I feel like I need to go. Uh, super special cars, those high high mirrors that that car is known for, the hips. I mean, it's just, oh, my gosh. Yeah, everything about it. Well, I will get searching for you. Of course, you just broke the bank, but that's okay. I'm happy to buy you <laughs> one of those cars, and uh, we'll take it to Portland Track uh, International Raceway. We'll both enjoy some laps in that thing. I think uh, we'll have a nice time. But uh, What a day. Yeah, very special. Cool. Happy to do that for you. Well, Arun, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I want to thank you. Grazie, fantastico. Prego, prego. For uh, taking us on the journey of your life around cars and for sharing that with us. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 288 GTO? Oh, man. Never give up, and it's not worth doing if you don't give a crap about it. Yeah, absolutely. Got to have a passion for what you're doing. So important. Cliche, but it is so important. And you know what? Every past guest, 769 of them here at Cars Yeah have all figured out how to do it. So listeners, you can too. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Ron Tonk and Gran Turismo? <clears throat> Ron Tonk and Gran Turismo, our, our uh, webpage is easy. It's just rtgt.com, rontonkandgranturismo.com. And uh, I'm on Instagram like the rest of the world. There's Arunisms, A-R-U-N-I. SMS is cool. that how you say isms? Isms. Isms. Okay. Isms. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, and the book of the face and all that usual mumbo jumbo. The book of the face. And also the Ducati dealership. What's the uh Motocorsa? Motocorsa. Yes. M-O-T-O-C-O-R-S-A dot com. And if you're in Portland, come visit us at either location. If you're gonna be around, send me an email, which I'm sure Mark will have in the links of this whole thing, and I'll be happy to show you around. Yeah, they're great dealerships. I love the architecture of the Gran Turismo dealership. What a fantastic place. It kind of has a little bit of a Italian-esque look of villa kind of thing to it. I'm a little modern, of course, more modern, but uh, I love the way the, the building there is designed. So, yeah, I would encourage you listeners, if you're in the neighborhood, stop by, see the dealership, enjoy those cars, and say hello to Arun for me. So, listeners, you can find everything, again, we've talked about today on Arun's show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just type his name, A-R-U-N, in that search bar. He's the only Arun that's been on the show, so you'll be easy <laughs> to find him, and that show notes page will pop right up. Arun, thanks again. Grazie for being so generous with your time today and your expertise and for sharing your incredible experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. 
What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!